What is this movie Body Swap? Haven't we seen bodies being swapped before? Come on, and who's this Jimmy Custis guy? Rob? Is, is this a candid camera movie? Is he just playing himself? I mean, Rob. he... Wh- what are we doing talking about this movie? Rob! He's on this podcast, isn't he? Rob, Zach, and Ben. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm not Zach. And I'd shoot myself in the head if it meant it got your suit dirty. This is technically a part of Fansgiving, but I think it might transcend that and become its own very special episode because we, for one of the first times in a long time on Cinemodities, have a very special guest that can actually give us some insight on what we're discussing. Of course, I, I, I do it every time. I try and like bury the lead of what we're talking about, but it's on the podcast title when people click on it on Spotify. Of course, we are discussing Body Swap with none other than the writer, producer, and star of it, Jimmy Custis himself. Thank you so much for being here, Jimmy. Well, thank you. So I I guess uh, I have to say, starting out, we got this email from Jimmy. He actually reached out to us to uh, come on Cinemodities. And we get a, a lot of, you know, fake emails on Cinemodities or things that are clearly scams, or if maybe not clearly scams, that I have to do some research into it, and I find out that it's actually, you know, not what it seems to be. Usually we respond to those with dick pics. I was about to for Jimmy, but it turns out Jimmy was a real person, and his desire to come on this podcast and promote his movie Body Swap was sincere. So here we are, talking with Jimmy about his movie. So I I think before we get into some other uh, intro stuff at the start, I have to ask you, Jimmy, how did you find Cinemodities? What made you want to reach out to us? Uh, If I could take a guess, I'm sure you said, you know, did the search engine of, you know, what podcasts talk about movies, and you forgot mm-hmm. to click the box that said, you know, exclude the bad ones, and we popped up. Is that something, <laughs> am I on the right track? <laughs> uh, I get a lot of podcasts saying they're so small and stuff, but uh, I've been doing the small ones, and who knows if it really gets views, but it's fun to go on them, you know, and I like to talk about movies, so uh, uh, I've been on a few that are actually... I'm actually going on a second one called Classic Movie Reviews. I've already been on one, and this is a, a different type. It's got the same title, and they're both pretty popular. So it's like I've just been doing a lot of different podcasts okay. of movies. Okay, right on. Well, we're, we're glad you reached out to us. What I'm hearing is that you're our biggest fan. Is that mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a total corporate whore for my showing my movie <laughs> but but I, I i got the email saying rob liked it and he watched it so i was like that's always good when someone watches it yes i we actually both watched it <laughs> oh good 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 <laughs> yeah i i do have to say uh, uh jimmy i i love doing my research and um when i when we actually got this rolling that we were actually going to do this i went and i looked for some other you know podcasts and interviews uh, with you or about body swap, 
And I have to say there was one – I won't name names because what they did was an atrocity and shouldn't be allowed. But one of the ones that you were not on, they just reviewed the movie. There were two hosts. One of them actually watched the movie, and the other one was like, I only watched the first four minutes. And I was <laughs> like, that is terrible. Like, how can you actually talk about a movie if you've only seen the first four minutes? So so we're better than uh, those people. Was that the guest on there? Or? No, that was one where they were oh. just reviewing. And so... Oh, I might... I gotta find that one, because I don't... I don't know what they... Did they give me a favorable or not? I guess if they did a podcast <laughs> where they reviewed it, it was okay. I uh, saw one podcast review it, and um, it was just him, and he gave it a favorable. Review, okay, so. okay. So, so I will uh, I will take this on editing because I don't want to give them any uh, any unworthy advertisement. But the one I I listened to was the podcast. <laughs> That's what they were called. Okay. All right, cool. And the one dude was like, I only watched four minutes of it. And I was like, okay, so you have no real opinion on this. <laughs> well, that's an interesting one. I wonder if I uh, – I might have sent them a link. Who knows? Okay. I'll have okay. to look. Maybe maybe I didn't. Now we got Jimmy on oh. the trail of these dudes. <laughs> We're <laughs> starting like... fights. <laughs> Oh. Did you, did you send out free copies of this movie to um... a lot of podcasts? Maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. they reviewed it, and uh, but that's good. I don't have to go on it. I just have to get the free press. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no one—they never got back to me and said we watched it or whatever. Sometimes they they let me know every redemption on Vimeo, like who's watched, like if someone's watched it, but they don't tell me much beyond that. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, so so yes, um, we we did watch the movie. That's always a good thing. Before we get into that, there's one last topic that we have to get to uh, in our intro, and of course, whenever Zach is not here, we talk about well, why isn't he here? And I love having new guests on this show because this is one of my favorite things to do. Zach is not here, Jimmy, because he's actually hard at work at our restaurant, and I don't know if Jimmy's aware of this. But this podcast is about movies and media secondarily, but it primarily acts as board meetings for us to develop and expand the Cinemodities restaurant. I think I told Jimmy through email that we were going to have to talk about snacks at some point. This is where it'll come Mm -hmm. into play. Um, (laughs) I think right now the only thing you need to know is our restaurant is located where Mars 2112 used to be in Times Square, Manhattan. It's finite on the outside and infinite on the inside, and it's totally real. So that's it. That's all you need to know for for now. That's that's the 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 he and the she of it. <laughs> I don't believe it, but okay. <laughs> you left out the fact that Zach is a hardcore drug addict, and he's actually not at the restaurant. <laughs> well, no, he, he is. Uh-huh. He is. Uh, he's he's using his drug addictions to work through the restaurant, uh, and this week he is at the restaurant dealing with something big, something very important. Uh, this exact recording time has actually coincided with a common event we have, which is the Cinemodities Restaurant Grape Orgy. But every once, once a month, the Grape Orgy is the Caviar Orgy. And I really wanted to be involved with this episode, and I usually have to go and be the queen of caviar at these events. But I, since I really want to talk with Jimmy and talk about this movie, that the unfortunate trade-off, Zach had to go to the restaurant and be the queen of caviar. And, and so you're right. Okay. <laughs> Um, I like that Ben, while I'm doing the bit, he's just shaking his head, and Jimmy's like, I don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't, because I'm like, is it a real restaurant? I'm looking up Cinemodities on Google right now, restaurants, seeing if that's an actual thing. It it would be great Uh, if there were any search results for that. mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, and so, yeah, there's a... uh, it's uh it's uh what was i gonna say about that i don't even know 
<laughs> perfect, perfect. So, so yes. So, okay. With all that out of the way, but, I mean, but, yeah, I, I would get in trouble for this. It's like uh, I'm not even gonna. It's <laughs> there's a restaurant in Nashville. My friend said the funniest quote about it ever, but it's too inappropriate. So I'll just skip over. It. We we do bleep stuff out in editing. So if there's mm-hmm. anything you want to say that's inappropriate, you're welcome to. <laughs> Yes. No, yes. I think I think uh we're we're definitely, you know, um usually a uh, a bunch of goobers on this podcast. Uh we like to have crazy fun. But of course, since we have you here, Jimmy, someone who's in the industry, you know, this this filmmaker that we actually we had to put the effort and the research into preparing for this episode so we don't come across as full idiots. So I figured that with with the research I said I did, I'd start off with a hard hitting question. This is the curveball, so get ready. Between the night of April 14th and the morning of April 15th, 1912, the Titanic sank into the ocean. During that period, what caused the most damage to the ship? Jimmy, what's your answer? Ice. That's what most people say. It's actually a giant spider. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop my nonsense because I'm having a lot of fun with this. But the whole, the whole reason for this, that I wanted to just be goofy right off the bat is because yeah. I want you to feel like you're part of the Cinemodities family, Jimmy. I, okay. I, in some of the other interviews that I saw or podcasts that had you on, it seemed like it was very formulaic, uh, very mm-hmm. much interview style. <laughs> and don't, don't worry, Ben and I want to pick your brain about this movie, but it's, this is, you know, we want to have you as like a true part of the, of the podcast and not just someone that we can you know, pick apart and stuff like that. So As long as you do the heavy lifting, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Solid. And uh, it looks like Jimmy just disconnected from the call. I, <laughs> I scared him away. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. So I, I think um, that brings us to the, the main topic of discussion, body swap. I think the best place to start, and we'll end this way as well. Jimmy, how can people see this movie? Where can they find it? Uh, where should they watch it? Feel free to pitch as much as you want. <laughs> okay. If you go to bodyswapmovie.com, you can uh, buy it on Vimeo, and it's a virtual cinema ticket, which is a popular thing right now where you watch it before it sort of comes to all the other distributors. So then once, so today, good news is I passed quality control, to my knowledge, of iTunes and Google Play and all those. So I think it'll be on those. And then I can always put it on Amazon, but uh, I've been telling other podcasts, it's at least going to be on Amazon. And it's on Vimeo right now. And I think Vimeo is great because it's 4K, stereo, 104 subtitle languages. You can you can do all sorts of things. Um, and you can buy the T-shirt on there too So <laughs> from the Vimeo link. I did see the link to the T-shirt. And I, it's not a bad-looking T-shirt, you know? <laughs> yeah, if I was on Skype wearing the T-shirt, which I'm not. But I've done that on a few. So, yeah, go get the T-shirt too. <laughs> uh, I, I loved it. Bought it. The t- what is the thing? Liked it. Bought, watched it. Bought it. The t. I don't know. <laughs> watched it. Loved it. Bought the t-shirt. How about that? Okay, there, there we go. go. For the five of us that have watched it, I gotta sell everything. So I'll just make toys and board games and chess sets and Monopoly type games for it. And <laughs> has, has anybody bought the rights Clue? Making toys? Like Clue? Maybe? No, 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 no. You're not in talks with Hasbro or anything. <laughs> I could do it because uh, they signed their life away to me. The uh, actors, just the the their likeness is the characters, but I, I feel bad about doing that. <laughs> I I would absolutely 
definitely probably buy a uh, an action figure of you and uh, Ella Jordan and a little paper shredder. <laughs> mm, there we go. Yeah. I think it'd be like Napoleon Dynamite to have all those characters. Yep. I also think it'd be really cool to own a little Wendy action figure with a pizza box that she's trying to throw out. <laughs> yeah, Erica would love to hear that. She likes oh, she man. likes the movie a lot. Oh yeah. So so yes, uh definitely I think that Ben and I are in agreement. This is something we actually would recommend. Uh I have to say, because as Zach usually says on this podcast, we are connoisseurs of context. I did not know anything about this movie until you reached out to us about it, Jimmy. I think Ben's in the same boat. Mm -hmm. I watched the trailer first, and I have to, you know, in all honesty, when I watched that trailer, I was like, oh, no, this seems like a movie that is not my type of movie. But I still had to check it out. I don't, I'm never one to just go off of what trailers do because trailers can – marketing can be misleading and things like that. So I did watch the movie, and – I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised how much fun I thought it was. I I definitely expected not to enjoy it, but I remember like telling Ben and Zach after I watched it, I was like, wow, that was actually a really cute, fun movie that had me chuckling. It moves, and it makes a lot of sense with what I think you were going for, but I think we'll get into that more. So I actually really liked it. Then Ben became the wild card. Because I think Ben and I have some similar thoughts about movies, and I thought, oh, maybe Ben won't like it. So I'll throw it over to you, Ben. When you finally did watch it, what did you think? I, I mean, I don't have anything too different from what you said. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I kind of, as I was watching it, I definitely did expect to not like it. That really says more about my feelings about romantic comedies than anything else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also was pleasantly surprised. It was a fun movie. Uh, definitely a few good jokes. The uh, I think you and I don't know who played girl version of you. Uh, you both mm-hmm. you both nailed the gender swap acting, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really did have a good time watching it, and I've I've seen it twice now. I, I watched it again oh. today in preparation. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm glad people like it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Thanks a lot for saying that. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. With comedy, it's no different with this than any other comedy as it's very polarizing and that uh, you don't know who's going to like it. Uh, one, you can't really say, oh, women 18 to 45 are going to like it because some might and some won't, you know. It's, it's just about how you relate to the material like all movies. Yeah, I, I think, Ben, you actually said it well, something that I left out from my context I have gone on record many times on this podcast and in my real life saying I really don't like romance in movies ever. <laughs> and I think that you kind of hit, hit it out of the park, Jimmy, with the mixing a rom- romance, a rom-com, with this you know body swap trope. And I've never really seen anything like that before. I mean, everybody knows about body swap movies. But this one, I was just like, oh, this is you know actually – interesting where it actually adds something to the romance where it's not just usual um you know fall in love fall out of love fall back in love credits roll that type of thing (laughs) yeah so that's uh something i wanted to aim for was i feel like comedy at least uh romantic comedy i can't say but uh comedy always works better when you mix it with something so if i mix it with a romance and a, a body swap It'll work better than just straight up comedy. I think people get tired of joke, 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 joke. So they wanted a plot to it, sure. especially with a feature, you know, than a short or something like that. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think before we dive into the movie deeper, uh, I wanted to make sure everybody knew that, you know, Ben and I enjoyed it. I, I just wanted to, once again, something that I really like to do whenever we have guests on Cinemodities, and, and Ben was subject to it back when he first started on this podcast. I want to get some sense of, you know, what is what is your type of, like, movie and TV show, Jimmy? What do you gravitate towards? Do you have some favorites? Do you have some, like, things that are classics in your, uh, like, is it, you know... Freaky Friday, did that change your life and make you want to write about body swaps? Or just, like, what's your history with movies and TV shows? Well, I said on a few podcasts I was inspired by some body swaps, but, I mean, that's not even, it's not a genre that has a lot, a lot. I mean, it's a a sub-genre, so it's not going to, it has a lot for a sub-genre, but it's not a big genre. I'm more of a fan of uh, John Hughes, Billy Wilder, and, like, Jack Lemmon either with Billy Wilder or just by himself in any movie. Okay. Uh, those are some big cinema classic people I like. Right on, right on. So I, I guess I was inspired not only to ask you this, these types of questions, and, and don't worry, I'm going to continue. I, I want to pick your brain on some movies and TV shows. But I mm-hmm. loved the fact in Body Swap there were so many movie and TV show references, which I really like. Like Ben, Ben knows I love me some just weird, obscure movie movie references. Mm-hmm. I I think I'll get it out of the way now. There was one I had a gripe about, where when the coworker dude comes up to Eller Jordan and he goes, "I wish they made a movie with Dan Aykroyd and John Candy," and she goes, "They did. It's The Great Outdoors." Why pick The Great Outdoors over Dan Aykroyd's only film he's ever directed, Nothing But Trouble? That was my only <laughs> gripe, because that is a cinematic. Oh, favorite. I'm surprised you didn't notice the uh, theme in that scene. Uh, very few people would caught on to it unless you saw three movies. Oh, okay. Those three movies he lists, um, What About Bob, which you don't hear her give the reaction. She's just fed up by then. <laughs> Captain Ron and The Great Outdoors are the same subgenre of interloper guy goes and hangs out with this guy other guy and his family on like vacation and her, and the family all likes him and thinks the the dad is insane <laughs> you know they like the the crazy interloper and better than the dad character and that's like the the, the plot of all three of those movies oh okay that fantastic answer you sold me because of those three i've only seen what about bob we were pitching lines like um i gotta look up who's in uh weekend at bernie's so oh sure (laughs) so so he was gonna say i want to see them make a movie with andrew mccarthy and jonathan silverman who <laughs> <laughs> no one ever uh yeah I yeah of, i like I that i think like, the, we can have bernie's what are you <laughs> yeah the, the what about uh, at least i know i knew of the great outdoors <laughs> that was a line pitched uh like i pitched it but it wasn't in the screenplay and they did not want to do it but not, uh yeah it was hard to get ella jordan no complaints about her but it was like getting a horse to talk when it was about movie references she did not understand like <laughs> a tommy boy that was the only tr- trouble she had was delivering that line about tommy boy she's too young and would not be like that so <laughs> she did not understand it interesting i love that yeah. line what is this the fat guy in a little coat bit for tommy boy <laughs> yeah, yeah and they got it in the trailer but yeah she did not get it um yeah and there was some also another thing where she had to lift off some horror films and like which horror films to watch and which didn't and she did not 
she it sounded like someone who didn't know what they were talking about when they should be like someone that did so <laughs> but otherwise in real life she is like a gamer that plays fortnite all the time on and on twitch and everything else and is into video games and stuff so yeah i was actually because when i she um when i saw her i've never seen her before except in this movie and i was like oh wow she was great in it like what else has she done and i found like her on twitch and i was like oh okay you know good for her <laughs> mm-hmm so, so that yeah, the movie references are awesome. Um, you know, of course, on Cinemodities, we talk about a whole bunch of different movies. We have stuff we love. We have stuff we hate. I think because Ben and I are coming off of a discussion yesterday about it. And from what I've heard in interviews you've given, Jimmy, that you are into animation. What are your thoughts on Adventure Time, the Cartoon Network show, which is now the HBO Max show? <laughs> oh, i got to watch those episodes. There's so much Adventure Time. I, I watched it when it was on Cartoon Network playing brand new ones and it would have a new one i mean they're 11 minutes every single week like for two years back that's, in the golden that's crazy days, yeah, yeah that's, that's crazy <laughs> for a show yeah i like that show a lot it's got a, a good plot good jokes it does about everything you want from a cartoon for sure good ben and i are glad to hear you say that because we love adventure time <laughs> maybe the last cartoon other than one punch man might be the last one i've really watched all of it one Punch Man's like yeah. Ben knows episodes. more about One Punch Man than I do. You you've brought that up in some discussion, I think. I have seen like two episodes. Of one oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's I'm a good not... one. I'll check that out. You should check that one out. Okay. In, in terms of um, animated content, have you ever seen Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yeah, my brother and I really loved that show back when we watched it. Gonna, <laughs> Whenever that was, was. It, a... that was his favorite anime, and uh, he's not usually into that stuff, but. Yeah, we watched. I've watched a few anime, but I'm not uh, watching. I just don't watch as many cartoons or movies or TV shows as I did because sure. it always feels like time away from making projects. So <laughs> I know I know the tropes by now that I, I can make. I can do so. It's not like I don't ever, but I watch like Mandalorian. There may be like three TV shows I watch, which is Ozark, Stranger Things, Mandalorian. I think that's it. And break, uh, break, it's better call Sal now, but I, I consider it all Breaking Bad. Anything Breaking Bad. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's actually really relatable. Uh, as I kind of left college and went into the work world, uh, my time became a lot more precious. And now I, yeah. if I'm, if I'm sitting down watching TV, it's like, it's either something really good or I'm dead ass tired and can't work on anything else. Mm-hmm. So, Something as good as body swap, yeah. Yes, that's right. the only yes. thing worth your time. <laughs> good, that's good right. pitch, good pitch. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like always watching new stuff and things like that, and it's great. <laughs> I would watch, yeah, the, I would watch a movie a day, classic movies a lot of times, and I would watch everything that came out of the theater for quite a while, and I think I just begin to predict what they can do <laughs> very mm. easily. So. It, it, yeah, it does. It does become pretty formulaic. Did you did you find that that interfered with your ability to enjoy them? Um, no, I, I can sort of put myself in the fantasy of watching a movie. I do like to subvert when in the stuff I make because uh, I, I know where what people are expecting. So I try to just do it just to the point of just to the point of diverting from what they want <laughs> uh, and give it. But um, yeah, I've always wanted to maybe make a like a comedy and then like have a, a like a a scary mask dude like 
right at, by the window during a scene and then <laughs> just freak people out, but like never reference it. That never would be funny. It. Yeah. Nobody address it and just, that would be funny, but that's like a long haul for a joke. It's just, let's scare your, you out of your wits, uh, and make a 70 minute comedy a 90 minute comedy just to <laughs> do a little thing in the corner. <laughs> I like, I like that. Yeah, that's great. I, I think, uh, I'm a big fan of that really absurd, obscure, surrealist stuff, maybe more so into it. Like I'm a big David Lynch fan, but I love that stuff. Like Alan Resnick, YouTube shorts that are just weird for the sake of being weird. And like too many cooks, Casper Kelly. So Jimmy, you got my vote. If you make a movie yeah. where there's just a serial killer in the background that nobody addresses and it never kills anybody. That's, that's my type of flick. <laughs> Tim Morton said that, uh, the movie is a uh, body swap is like, he, he's a David Lynch fan. So it's like full house directed by David Lynch. <laughs> nice. nice that's awesome oh man i i think uh another uh maybe now director that i want to pick your brain on which most people don't have a lot of knowledge of but are you are you aware of or even a fan of or not of martin breast the director uh i like breast sure <laughs> no i don't know who that is okay so uh he directed hot tomorrow's going in style the first beverly hills cop um, Meet Joe Black, Scent of a Woman, Al Pacino says hoo a bunch of times, and then his career ends on Gigli, which is considered the worst film of all time, but I think everybody should watch as an academic exercise. But okay, I'm, I have to say I'm a little bummed. Whenever we talk to somebody who's somewhat connected at all, at the minimum, to the film industry, I have to ask them, is there any way they can find an outlet for me to watch Martin Brest's short film Hot Dogs for Gauguin? And I'm still looking for it. Uh, like a year and a half after no- learning about it, so bummer. <laughs> I mean the the ability to find shorts, I don't quite under. <laughs> uh, yeah, they always shorts always seem to disappear into the the uh, ether because Lena Dunham directed a movie, uh, directed a short starring my friend Tim who directed this, and it was linked online like you could watch it online. Like there's an article about it with a link and the link's a dead link. And so I don't know how to find this Lena Dunham directed short that's not that old. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I know. I hate that stuff. Like like yeah. like directors first short films and works, especially if they become like famous. It's and not even a like a first. It's like she was doing girls or something, I think. Oh wow, so, okay. But I mean I like know, why do these yeah. things become lost media? Like I, I still, I really want to see George Miller's violence in cinema, you know? I really want to see Richard Kelly's, something Ben and I have talked about, his visceral matter, the thing that let him make Donnie Darko. Yeah. And they're impossible to find, and it drives me Criterion crazy. Criterion needs to just throw everything on there. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of which, 4K Criterion Steelbook Blu-ray of Body Swap. When's that coming out, Jimmy? <laughs> um, man, I could probably, even though we didn't film much on set, we could probably make a DVD enough. I would uh, I would love to write the booklet for that Criterion release. <laughs> but uh, I might do DVD or Blu-ray if Body Swap is successful and pair it with another movie so you're getting like two for one like oh. a year or so down the road, you know, whenever that next one comes out. But um, yeah, it's just, they don't sell too well nowadays. The Joker and Frozen 2 were like the best sellers last year, this year, something in, it's this year. And like, they don't make but not even a hundred million of like DVD Blu-ray. Yep. Maybe more worldwide, but not in the United States. I'm like 
2015. I think what, like early December, the Tenet Blu-ray and DVD is supposed to come out, and the only people, only reason people will buy that is for subtitles because that movie is unintelligible otherwise. <laughs> oh, is it, the sound real weird? Oh, I mean, Christopher Nolan, he's just like, I don't, it doesn't matter if anybody can hear what my characters are saying. I just need them to hear train noises for 90% of the movie. <laughs> I was actually reading an article. I don't know if you if you braved the theaters and saw Tenet, but Ben and I did. Um, and there's so much of that movie where it's like, it's great to look at, but I can't tell you what's going on in most of the movie. <laughs> Seems like anime. Granted, I don't see a new title out on DVD and Blu-ray, but it seems like anime, the top one is My Hero Academia this week. Oh, wow. Okay. we're talking about. And then, so, yeah, they sell, they seem to sell older, like Hocus Pocus was selling, selling really well during Halloween, Back to the Future. Maybe they do re-releases or something. But I'm looking at these movies, seeing what, like, so- Sonic, so Sonic made $32 million on DVD and Blu-ray combined so far this year and that's not that much to me trolls world tour made 42 million granted i mean they had the digital releases but anyway those are numbers some people are interested in them some aren't but <laughs> I, I don't know if you're aware of this jimmy rob mm-hmm. is a uh, stats guy and i am a doctor of mathematics oh great we do well, love that's... the numbers yes <laughs> yeah we, we are both aware of numbers yeah well Freedom is the ability to say two plus two is four, and I don't think you'll be able to do that much longer. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jimmy, you just you just shot Cupid's mm-hmm. arrow straight through Ben's heart with that statement. <laughs> we go on a math rant in one of our Patreon episodes. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I spent a good I don't know fifteen twenty minutes ranting about that whole two plus two is five thing. God, what a time to be alive. <laughs> So speaking of theaters and movies, I, I don't think Ben and I have talked about it, but they're doing the crude sequel in theaters. Ben, did you even hear that there was a crude sequel? I've seen I've seen posters at theaters. Okay. I, I still go to the theaters as often as I can, which is about once a week these days. Oh, well, that's nice. So we, yeah, they can use the help. Well, uh, it doesn't feel that nice whenever I'm there and there's like three other people and they're running a movie for us. And I'm like, I don't know if you're making money off of this or not, but thank you. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. you have a in one of the other interviews I listened to um, to, to keep sounding like an incredibly weird stalker and do, for doing my research. I'm fine with that. You had a really interesting take in. I don't remember which podcast it was from, but you say the the people who believe that coronavirus will kill them are the liberals that won't go to theaters. And then you say the people that don't believe that coronavirus will kill them are conservatives who think Hollywood is run by pedophiles and terrible people. So nobody's going to theaters. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not a good place to be an independent filmmaker. It's okay because we don't spend that much on our movies and people kind of go out of their way to support independent films. So I think it'll be all right for us. Uh, I really, I think the film festivals... I don't want to knock them, but I don't. I was. I'm not a big fan of the film festival market. I think you should just be able to just put it online and get it out there. I've been waiting forever to do that, and uh, it's like I had the trailer coinciding with the film festivals, not with the release, and so I need to like re-release all the trailers again and all this stuff. And luckily, like you said, no one's seen it, so it's new to them. But yeah, I think uh, the independent film market's going to flourish with the. Uh, 
people getting used to digitally buying and renting movies. Yeah, I think I I appreciate it because back when the theater going experience was, you know, in its prime, Zach and I always complained about this. I don't think like either of us have ever had a good theater experience in like the last five years because there's always something other people are doing that are bothering us. Or it's the Avengers Endgame experience where Captain America picks up Thor's hammer and just people just literally scream for the rest of the movie and you can't understand anything the movie's talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a bottle of uh, Snapple roll down the thing. It would roll down there and then they, everyone <laughs> laughed at that because it was like it sounded like a beer bottle rolling down or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm with you. I really like the watch at home type of stuff. I, I have no problem, you know, paying for, uh, you know, like once again, like body swap. It's I think you can get it, rent it for the less than a price of a move of an actual movie ticket before theaters shut down, and that's almost like a a convenience to be able to watch it in your own home, pause it if you need to, not have other people, you know, spitting popcorn at the back of your head or anything like that. It's great. Well, and. Uh, the the big name releases that are coming out, you know, straight to digital. At least in the middle middle of COVID, it was like they were doing like twenty dollars per uh, per you know digital ticket to. Oh to yeah, yeah. Mulan's like twenty. It was uh, 35, thirty five. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah, it was thirty plus the Disney Plus membership. Yeah, that's. Well, when, I think more expensive than mine was like a twenty, um, and people bought it at twenty. Um, I've, I'm experimenting with the prices now, but I kept it at those prices because uh, I think it's especially like the ten dollar rental. If you're like going to the theater and it's like a date movie, you're going to spend ten on one ticket, so you're going to spend twenty. So spending either twenty to buy or ten to rent, I think is all right. I won't do that forever, but for now, especially since it's like uh, it's not a barrier to entry to people. Um, sure. the, di- the difference between six and 10 to some people is a lot, but it doesn't result. I've dropped it to six. Uh, like I've had it at six or eight for a few days and then they'll never buy it. It's like the, they'll, the sales won't like shoot up any. <laughs> so, so I just keep it at that until, um, Amazon will be a little bit more reasonably. I don't think they're unreasonably priced, but you know, they're, they'll be less priced like a DVD and more like a digital release, like mm-hmm. a $4, $10 it's it's an interesting psychological phenomenon if you make prices too low people will assume it's not worth it like not yeah yeah yeah. i mean yeah people want to like you don't do the 99 cents you do i do the 99 cents when it goes to amazon and itunes i do the i do them in dollars because that's what movie theater prices are you know and they're they're eight dollars ten dollars you know when you go so i always like the two dollar uh the tuesdays (laughs) yeah discount tuesdays so yeah when when you mention Amazon, Jimmy, are, you're talking about like still selling on Amazon, not streaming on Prime. Because from what I've heard, yeah, yeah, if, if you give your movie to Prime, they're basically like, okay, we own it now, and they give you Spotify money. So I don't think Ben, you've ever talked I don't about own it. it, but they give you Spotify money. Yeah, you got two, yeah. Part I have one some two, albums right? on Spotify, and mm-hmm. we make like nothing. Like you have to just sit there and play the song on repeat to make like five cents. Like it's ridiculous. And I've heard that with Amazon Prime as well, that it's like they basically are just like, oh, 3,000 people watched your movie? Here's a quarter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Yeah, uh, I do got to clarify that with my distributor is that uh, 
I told him I wasn't doing Amazon through them, but uh, the one lady seemed like, are you doing Prime? I'm like, what are you talking about? You're releasing it to sell on iTunes and all that. We're not, don't talk about Prime at all. <laughs> like, you're the one put on Voodoo and all these things. So even they're confused. <laughs> but I think I think they're not even touching the Amazon because I can do Amazon directly myself and that's what I'm doing. Okay. So, yeah. You can do Amazon US, UK, and Japan and Germany yourself. For some reason, those three weird markets. I can't do Latin America like Mexico and South America hmm. on there. I don't know why. But iTunes is going to be South America, I think, as well as US. So I'm, I'm interested in how well to do worldwide, kind of. I mean, it's done worldwide sales on Vimeo, like half, half US, half worldwide. You know, Canada, UK, all those places. Sure. Mm-hmm. France and such. I don't have as much experience with your history, Jimmy, but you're, you're talking as if you've released other movies in the past in on these digital platforms. Is that no, I just studied them. Um, okay. But, but uh, yeah, I studied, you know, distributors. They always cheat these filmmakers, so I'm going out and doing it myself, even if I have to do all the marketing and all the subtitles and, you know, quality control myself. I have like a, a partner. It's called an aggregator, and they they you pay them like two thousand bucks, and they put them on these various platforms you can't go directly to. I'm working with them, but I get to keep all the dollars that come in. They just send me a check back, and so have, I like that arrangement better. Do you have any idea which digital platforms do the best? Like you mentioned, Voodoo and Vimeo, and and uh, what I hear is Amazon does so much more than iTunes and I'm sure iTunes does better than Vimeo, but I send people straight there. So it's really just the marketing right now. If it was like, but um, Amazon and iTunes are great when they go, cause they can go browse movies and then they'll see your movie and go check it out. I think it's Redbox on demand is possible is possibly it's going there too. Right on, right on. We talk about all the distributions. We never talk about the plot, but (laughs) I like to, I think independent filmmakers are kind of listening and, you know, want to hear how you distribute these movies too. Oh yeah, this is this is uh, this is what we do on Cinemodities. We we hit all the all the quadrants, all the corners. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I like that we got off on this tangent when I brought up the Crude sequel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the Crude is, sequel. Crude's? I don't know what Crude or the original is. Oh, you are lucky. That is a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Rob and I used to live near each other, and I think that was one of the movies that we watched. What's yeah, your watched favorite uh, horror movie with a like a? A turkey or a beaver, or a rabbit killer—they always got a weird, those weird ones. Uh, you're definitely hitting the chord with, uh, especially I think the next episode Ben and I have to record is about Thanksgiving. I, I'm yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. huge fan of Thanksgiving about the demonic turkey that comes back and kills people. <laughs> they make more than two. Oh, oh, Ben, Ben's like Jimmy. You're opening up a can of worms right here. There is Thanksgiving followed by Thanksgiving 3, and probably my favorite movie fact of all time is that there is no such thing as Thanksgiving 2, but it is a major plot point of Thanksgiving 3. <laughs> oh, cool. And there's a musical also. Yes, that's what we're doing this year, uh, is Thanksgiving the musical. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think that's probably... Do you have their permission? 
Are you working with, or are you just reviewing it? Just reviewing it, yeah. yeah. Ah, I think okay. after Thanks Killing the Musical, we will run out of Thanks Killing topics to review, and I will have to start reaching out to the creators for interviews because that's our Thanksgiving tradition. We can't break form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, uh, I'm, I didn't know you were going to put that qualifier on it. Uh, I thought you were just going to ask favorite horror movie and stuff like that, but Thanks Killing is definitely my favorite turkey, demonic turkey horror movie. <laughs> I saw a casting call for one that was like, um, I don't know, something cotton, rotten tail, like Peter Cottontail. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if they ever made it. I haven't heard of that one. I got to look into that though. Yeah, that's that's something. <laughs> oh, they made either, they made it. They made it. Have either of you guys heard of a movie called Rubber? Oh, the Killer Tire. Yes, yeah, I haven't really seen it, time. but I've heard of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it really qualifies as a horror movie. I think it's more of a comedy. But uh, <laughs> it's. I mean, there's there's a scene where the tire rolls up to a puddle, and uh, and like puts its tire face <laughs> in the puddle, and then the puddle like decreases in volume as if the tire is drinking. So yeah, I've I've seen the poster and never watched the trailer. I don't <laughs> think. Uh, yeah, any. Yeah, we got the fat man with the uh, Mel Gibson. Always a edgy holiday thing going on. Oh, are you are you referencing the Beaver with Mel Gibson? No, no. There's a you haven't seen the trailer to Fat Man where he plays Santa Claus. It's no. coming out right now. No, I oh, need to. I'm putting this one. on the list though. <laughs> Mel, Mel Gibson is doing something. Yeah, it's a new Mel Gibson movie where he plays Santa Claus called Fat Man, and like uh, it's edgy. It's like it's not edgy like uh the one with Billy Bob Thornton. It's more edgy like uh like he's gone around killing people for some reason. I don't know what the deal is, but it's 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 out there. And it's got um another Academy Award winner in it. I will if have that, to check this out. Yeah. That sounds fun. I that out there. Yeah. If it goes to theaters, we'll we'll have to review it on the Patreon content, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were looking for a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> uh, well, maybe. We had one in mind. But yes. Oh, yeah. you, could, uh, you can do multiple Christmas movies. There's lots and that's, that's true. Christmas goes on forever after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth, though? Oh, oh that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, um, I guess because you mentioned Beaver. Because I've told Ben before about the Mel Gibson movie, The Beaver, where he has the beaver puppet on his hand. <laughs> Literally, I'm looking up this poster to Rotten Tail, and it, it literally the tagline is "Hippity Hoppity Homicide." So it's basically <laughs> like body swap, where body swap, where he has he's just taking lines and making them sound spooky, which is <laughs> what they do in all horror trailers. They just take a, a thing and uh, some lullaby or something and say it creepily and. I don't Definitely. know how that always sells, but it does. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Horror, horror only is the only one with original ideas. I mean, it's still. What if this mirror kills you? What if this? Uh, what if this thing that can only kill you in the dark? You know, the lights off movie, and then the uh, it follows. What if this thing yeah, kills you after you have sex or something and follows mm-hmm. you around? You know, there's always something new. So they do seem to do more original stuff than all the sequels and prequels coming out of Hollywood. Yes. I know. I think Ben Ben knows about the It Follows movie, but I don't think he's seen it. I'm not. Because uh, we, we did an episode a while ago on uh, David Robert Mitchell's film after It Follows, Under the Silver Lake. Do you have a take on It Follows, Jimmy? Any thoughts on It Follows? Well, I'm glad you didn't ask about the other one. That one I've seen, uh, the It Follows, and my take was 
Yeah, why not just go forever to the end of the earth or something? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's Zach's take. Just like, oh, it's it's near me. Let me take a plane to Australia. It's never going to get to me. <laughs> yeah, it walks. So even if it walks through the ocean, it's going to take a while and then... Yep, yeah. But yeah, you can't sleep. So I don't know. You yep. got a problem... I uh, I'm not a big fan of it. Follows. I love the the idea and just goofing around with the rules of it. But I thought that movie was fairly pretentious. Okay. Well. Well. I think uh, this was one of many tangents we'll go off in, on in this episode because I even I don't think Ben knows this, but I emailed Jimmy and I said we love tangents. So you know, be prepared oh, yeah, yeah. for that. Uh, well, I I'm glad I have nothing planned, so <laughs> you can just edit out anything, and you can definitely edit this down and that. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. We got like uh, we got like six hours to go. Here we go. We can get into the real topic. We got to talk about some body swap. We already started by saying Ben and I enjoyed this movie. We we definitely found it funny, and I think that was somewhere that I wanted to start. Um, is that this movie had me chuckling a good bit, and I really liked some of the references that I mentioned already. I I liked some of the deadpan comedy, and I wanted to say. Since we have you here and you wrote the movie, probably my favorite joke in the film is when you or, or I guess you as the female realizes that there's ants in the sink and you bring attention to it. And Gunnar Willis is basically like, yeah, I know. And you go, OK, I'm cool with ants. <laughs> that that had me dying, I must say. Oh, my God. There are so many ants. I know. I knew that too. I mean, I'm cool with ants. <laughs> yeah, the director liked that line, and so we, yeah, a lot of people like that line. I think it's, uh, it's just because no one ever says they're cool with ants. Yes, and exactly. So it's like he's trying to be casual, and that's kind of something you hear in movies a lot. It's just someone being casual about something ridiculous. So uh, <laughs> we decided to take it to the extreme. Oh, yeah. I, I, I dug it for sure. Uh, as a quick aside, I don't know if Ben can still hear us. It looked like he froze in a very weird yawning position. I don't know if you yes, saw that. Yes, that was like, are you, you're yawning for quite a while. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, he'll he'll call back in. But I guess on that same topic with the ants, were those ants CGI or some form of... I couldn't really tell when I watched they it. They were a form of honey on the sink because uh, <laughs> the director's house has ants all the time. Especially if you leave anything out. You can't have, like... <laughs> they even followed from the to the cabinets in a line up to the cookies that were, like, slightly open. They oh. just really got in there, so... You always had to put stuff in the fridge or, yeah, so he did have ants. Okay, okay. Was that, as you just mentioned, was that the director's house? Yes, yes. Oh, um, interesting, interesting. Yeah. And that, that actually brings me to another question. Um, when I first saw that, you know, you were the writer, producer, star, um, but you were not directing, I was really interested in, well, what was that experience of, you know, making the movie but not directing it? But then I found that you've worked with Tim Morton before, so I'm sure that smooths, smoothed them, some things over in the creative yeah, process. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, it's always difficult because you got a lot of opinionated people around and it's hard to like give up some control, but you just got to, to get the project done. You can't have only your viewpoint going through. Uh, it's never going to be good that way. So you want to like surround yourself with creative people that like get you and 
can give you a good, good some good. I don't know. Sure, ideas. sure. You don't take the uh, the Kubrick approach where you have to control every detail possible in a film. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right uh, uh, but I used I was at the beginning of the movie like that. I was I was very uh, exacting about what I was doing. Okay. Okay. So yeah, and and like I said, I saw that you worked with Tim Morton before. I I haven't seen it, but I think um, what's the film called? New New Cops. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I definitely want to check that out after seeing uh, Body Swap. Um, I thought I thought that was really cool. I don't know if you have anything else in the works, but something I did want to see if you could give any insight on was um, in one of your other interviews that I heard you mentioned that you pitched some cartoon to Cartoon Network back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any insight? I mean, I don't know if it's if it's you know protected or anything. <laughs> no, it's not any protected. Um, this uh, executive was doing like preschool type shows or maybe just slightly above preschool. Whereas like, well, this would be historic. Uh, Charlie, uh, what is it? Charles the eighth or one of them. When he was eight years old, he ruled like most of Europe. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. And he ruled Spain just through marriages and all these things and britain and i don't know where else he just ruled a bunch of stuff and i thought that'd be funny for a cartoon and so we pitched that and uh it they liked to pass the pitch but it didn't go beyond that okay ben is back we lost him for a little bit what a time to be alive <laughs> can, can you hear me yes i'm gonna do the mic am i good yes jimmy and i had a good laugh because you froze when you were leaning back and yawning and it just stuck that way <laughs> Yeah, it's like the third time that computer's crashed today, so I'm on my laptop now. Okay, okay, yes, fan, fantastic. It wouldn't be a true, uh, you know, low-level podcast if it weren't for technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I think now that you're back, Ben, um, I mentioned the uh, the I'm 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 cool with ants that line, which I know off mic Ben and I laughed about. What did you have one one line or a few lines that you really latched onto with the comedy in this movie, Ben? I I actually um, I don't know how much it made me laugh, but the scene where uh, Ella Jordan is describing in gross detail the orgasms that didn't happen between her and Casey, <laughs> yeah, th- that that scene was pretty fantastic. Uh, and then and then the the redhead lady's like, "That's the grossest thing you've ever said to me." <laughs> you know, girl talk. <laughs> That, that was yeah. some good shit. So that thing with you and Casey yesterday, that was odd. Are you okay? Me? Mm-hmm. Casey? No, everything couldn't be more normal. Okay, just double-checking. Um, do you want me to call him back for a second interview? No. No, 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 no. He's... Right, he's a bit of a loser, right? No. No, I. he's a cool guy. CIA, you know. Really? You sure? Did he tell you that? Because aren't they supposed to, like, keep that stuff secret? Yeah. Pillow talk. We had sex. Oh, okay. You know, his big, fat penis made me squirt all over the place. I mean, it was wild. Waterfalls. Wow, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard you say. Sex talk, what can I say? You know how us girls are. You know what? I'm going to go to my office. I have meetings to schedule. Yeah, I try to put some, like, just... Apatel light humor instead of the whole movie with it just like maybe a scene and then you go back to just regular jokes and yeah I like that that kind of throws you for a loop that uh yeah I like that line a lot 
Wow, I, I'm so glad you actually – I didn't think about that because I haven't seen an Apatow movie in so goddamn long. But you're absolutely right. That's that weird nonsense of just you know Judd Apatow throwing gross-out humor at you, like whether it's what Katherine Heigl's saying, I won't let you fuck me like a dog and knocked up. Or weren't, Ben, you mentioning This is 40? Like there's some gross marriage yeah. stuff with Paul Rudd in that movie or something like Definitely. that? <laughs> Definitely. This is, this is 40 is a disturbing movie. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the Apatow connection is really interesting. I didn't think about it. I haven't seen – I mean, I think I stopped at funny people, which I think most people stopped at. <laughs> well, he's he's produ- he's gone on to produce more. I don't know if he's – he had the King of Stanton Lowland out this year, but it wasn't um, – he's smartly – his comedy was getting old. Just like anybody's comedy just gets old. You get tired of it because you've seen – you just have a certain style of comedy, and so you get used to it. And so his style got old, and so he went sure. on to produce Amy, that train wreck with Amy Schumer and then the Pete Davidson movie. And he produced a really good uh, TV show on Netflix called Love. I really like that one. It's mostly Paul Rust that did it. Okay. But he produced it, and I thought that one was good. I think he's done a good segue into um, modern stuff. He also produced The Big Sick, and that's not really him either. And just, you know, gives a little insights, you know, gives produced girls, too. So, oh, sure. Yeah, he's mostly gone on to producing. So, Did you watch Trainwreck? Yeah, I thought that was okay. Okay. It wasn't too bad. Uh, I can see people not liking it, especially Amy Schumer's kind of gotten annoying to some people, so... <laughs> I have to say, I didn't even know it was called Trainwreck. Jimmy, I thought you were describing it as Amy Schumer was in a train wreck of a film. <laughs> I yeah, didn't know it was called Trainwreck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, but, it's, uh, yeah, it's called that because her There's wife. definitely a joke we could spitball there where it's like, yeah, something. You could have a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So, yeah, Ben, I'm glad you brought up that line because, like you said, maybe it didn't make you laugh. It just made you interested or question it i have to say there's another line in this movie that is i think pure absurdity that i absolutely love which is at the i think the coffee shop with uh you and ella jordan and she's like or you or her i whatever body swap scenario is going on right there it's the line where somebody says why is all the popcorn mixed and you say and she says i take out the divider of the tin and shake it up are you talking about the tins of popcorn why is all the cheddar, regular, and caramel popcorn all mixed together like that? I take out the divider and shake the tin up. That's disgusting. That is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard, and I love it. Because who would think to do that? <laughs> also, who even knows what those popcorn tins are these days? <laughs> I would be afraid to do that. I'm sure people at Costco have seen them. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Tim, Tim at least had a container. It didn't have popcorn, I'm sure, but it's uh, it had uh, we put it in the background of one of the scenes where I'm on the couch and I roll over with the controllers. You can see a pretty much any scene in that that room. You can see that tin of popcorn in the corner. <laughs> so he had one and put it, but I wrote that in the script and he just found one. Uh, and yeah, I'm afraid to do that. I would be afraid to do that. I, I think psychopaths are the only people that would do that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fucking uh, great to me. You guys go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Ben's like, I know what I'm ordering from the popcorn factory right after this call. <laughs> I don't think it's such a bad idea because you have, um, yeah, go to Costco and try it. Why not? I, I think it's it sounds like the um, 
using the M&Ms and the popcorn, which I have tried that, and I like that that's, combo. That's pretty good. Yeah, sweet, salty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, raisin nuts are good in there. Yeah, try it out if you haven't, Rob. I, I guess I got to get on it, and I mean, you know, Ben Ben does have a, a thing, a, a status on this podcast for weird foods, because I always like to bring up, he's the only person I've ever seen hard-boiled an egg, cut it up, put it between two slices of bread, and eat it. <laughs> Sounds uh, British to me, but <laughs> well, we won't so, judge. Jimmy, uh, based, That's a based, British on this, palate. based on this M&M popcorn thing, I have to ask you, do you dip fries in milkshakes? No, I don't do that. Um I'm well aware of the uh, culture behind that, but I've I've not been into it. There's a good video on YouTube, I don't know if good, maybe disturbing, (laughs) where a guy is, they caught a guy at the restaurant, maybe like 10 years old, and he's just pouring the milkshakes on like all these burgers (laughs) and eating them. And like, I mean, he's relatively fat, I don't know. It's not like super duper fat, so it's not even like making fun of him for being fat and doing it. It's like the comments are, this guy just killed his wife and boss when he found him in bed. <laughs> and this is his, like, about to catch him or, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. Like, this is the guy that's <laughs> he's drinking that wine out of a styrofoam cup or something. It's, it's out there. <laughs> oh that's good so yeah i i wonder if i could even find it if i looked it up oh oh yeah oh, oh man that's that was a that was a good tangent food good food tangent man <laughs> you're, awesome. you're welcome so you can actually thank my buddy from high school who i haven't seen in six to eight years who randomly tagged me in a post today and was like there are other people like you and he tagged me in a, a apparently they sell an, a milkshake and fries ice cream flavor now Oh, oh God! Okay, okay. Yeah, he called me a psychopath. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, I guess maybe you weren't wrong about the popcorn situation. Fair, fair. So, so I think the uh, one of the other things that you know, maybe with the popcorn tin, a lot of people these days won't really know what that is, because um, that's something from when I was younger. But I'm not sure. Okay, oh. this video. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't even. Y'all were talking though. So no, no. It's all. Know? It's all good. You can interrupt us. We love it. Uh, apparently, there's okay. a hot take on this video. <laughs> okay, so guy eats in and out like an absolute maniac, and I don't think this is a a different. It's not a. This is the only video of it, and it only has seven thousand views. So y'all need to go get this started up because it's just. <laughs> Looks like this man just found out he's going to jail. This guy's my spirit animal. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so he's he actually looks put together with a tie and I just a nice haircut. Up. I just pulled yeah. it out. We're doing, we're doing live reaction on Cinemodities right here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this guy has so much food. <laughs> <laughs> he's pouring milkshakes on hot dogs. No, it's the hamburg in and out hamburgers. But yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> this might have been a repost though, because it only has seven thousand views. But that's the but that was the title I remember from it too. So yeah, he dips it. It apparently only got seven thousand views, but it got a guy mimicking it and doing a retake of it. So I don't get this, but whatever. And the, that only has two hundred views. So I don't know. The weird subgenres of a YouTube of just going out of the way of. <laughs> well, I definitely think in his left hand he has a hot dog, and in his right hand he has a hamburger. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> He's still into town. Double fisting. <laughs> <laughs> he had like, for the cinema audience, you have to know he had like three milkshakes, <laughs> two boxes of food in front of him. Was... I will, uh, I will put that link in the show notes for people to follow along. <laughs> Oh, that was that was great. That was great. Um, so I think. Oh God, good. No, perfect tangent, Jimmy. That's what we like. You can we can all interrupt everybody here. That's what we do on Cinemodities. But I think I was saying the popcorn tins might be a little outdated for some people. Something that I think is also maybe not completely outdated that I absolutely loved. We need more coupon clipping in movies. Like I love the scene where you're clipping coupons, Jimmy, because I'm like that's what life is actually about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's funny is my friend Tim always likes to put coupons in there, and if there's not a reference, then he's got to put it in there. Because I used to use them all the time, and I still do the digital ones. You know, add them to your credit card. Yeah. But it's yeah. in New Cops. He wants to put it. He wanted to put a slight. There is a reference, and she's a princess to coupons again. <laughs> <laughs> my character's always a coupons is a running theme with the thing, and I was going to go back to the popcorn tin. Is uh. There's a, another YouTube channel called A Southern Thing, and they do Southern Antiques Roadshow. And so it's like different things. So they go like, oh, this is a, a tin of butter, butter Danish cookies from my grandmother's house. It's like, this could be anything. This could be uh, empty. It could be sewing supplies. It could be anything. <laughs> and then they open it, and it's actually Buddish Daner cookies. Uh, and they're like, uh, what? How much is this worth? It's like I've never seen this before in my life, and starts eating them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's, right on. That's no point there. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I, I think with this topic of you know things that are maybe a little weird in the movie, um, one scene I found absolutely insane that I, I wanted I think to talk to you about how you performed it so well when the the click of girls shove the cupcake in your face. That is an insane scene. One, because a grown man is being bullied by what seems like high school girls. One of them is named <laughs> Star Killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, like that, how, how was that? How many takes was there? Any insight you can give us on the behind the scenes? I of wonder that if we sold bit? that sold that well. The the only behind the scenes is um, those three. The main one that shoves the cupcake in my face. She's works on crew on the movie and is an actress and she'll be in the next one working crew and having a bigger acting part. Her name's Allie Hale. She's really good. And we didn't, it was like a two hour day. You know, that was the only scene we were shooting that day because we were sort of getting ready to do the movie and it's just me and them three. So we thought we can get that done in about two hours. We did pretty much Mm -hmm. during daylight. And so we did it. And uh, I didn't have craft service that day, you know, because it was only two hours. So they ate those cupcakes on the way back. <laughs> the girls. <laughs> it's like the three little girls are like, we got to eat those cupcakes. They're too good. I think we smashed one or two, but they were like really careful not to smash them. One, so we'd have them in the thing. But also like, I think that was our only smash, but like so that they had cupcakes. Because like, we weren't going to eat these cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they they ate them. Right on. They were not they they were not Hollywood actresses. They they uh, they would eat a cupcake. I yeah, that's something else I was thinking. I've always heard of like you know big name actors and actresses that they they have to like basically you know 
not swallow the food because they don't want to do a hundred takes of like eating something because then they can't eat it. It is is a bit annoying, even with like the little tiniest of marshmallows. I remember I would have to eat one for a scene, and it's just gets annoying to eat at the exact (laughs) moment you know you're eating something. I don't know if I eat anything in the movie. Uh, I don't think I do. I think it's just ice cream in that. Oh yeah, that's the sad scene. Kind of, that's kind of tough to do. But it wasn't like I had to talk and then take a bite of ice cream, then go back to talking. Mm. That's like that's kind of annoying when you're acting. So I don't write that in. I don't think on most of my projects. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I love I love your performance in that scene because I think in that scene you're still wearing uh, leggings which you do for a good bit of the movie. And when you run away from the girls bullying, I'm just like, oh, this is so crazy. But I, I love it. It works. It's fun. <laughs> so so uh, that scene actually reminds me a lot of a John Mulaney bit. He talks about being at an airport and they're like talking shit to him. They're like, say you're a fat little girl. <laughs> so that's definitely the vibe I got from that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, that was good fun. I like, I like the idea... And I think it played where it's like felt like post-apocalyptic uh, names on those girls. They just kept kept getting crazier and crazier as they were like they literally refer to the ringleader as ringleader. <laughs> and so I wonder if even people catch on to it or what they think of that scene because I haven't heard too many people even notice it, and I would think that's the most noticeable thing ever if you didn't know what <laughs> it's out there for a movie <laughs> i definitely caught star killer uh ringleader now that you now that you say it i can like realize that's what they were saying but i don't think i understood it when i heard it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah huh so like, if maybe... i watched it with subtitles that would have been better i think look who it is you know to be honest with you I don't think you can handle this. Am I supposed to know y'all from somewhere? What do we have here? Hey. Uh-uh. Now, why does Fatty need cupcakes, sassy cat? Let's do him a favor and save him the calories, right later. At least save him one, you know, since he bought him for us, Starkiller. Come on. <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to up the... Uh... We did do a stereo mix, so hopefully the stereo mix sounds better now. Oh, okay, okay. No, that that was that was good fun. I think there were just some scenes in this in these movies that I was like, I just it it's so strange. Like once like once like I said at the start, I think that's why I enjoyed this so much because it didn't go down the you know generic route of what I was expecting from a rom com. Like I'm glad that you saved the joke at for near the end. When it's like, oh, a guy goes into a woman's body, I feel like the cliche is the first thing they do is look at themselves naked in the mirror. And you do the with the um, with the boob joke with the brother, where the brother's like, yeah, I knew you switched bodies. What's it like to have boobs? You want to feel them? But before that, you do something really interesting. You do the, I didn't know my taste buds would change. And I mm-hmm. was like, that's really cool. Like, that's something I've never thought about, body swap. Like, that's an actual interesting idea. <laughs> The shaving yeah. sensitivity as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the taste thing, people do have different taste. That's for yeah. sure. But yeah, people have the same taste, but that was a that was the crew making, that was the director and the actress making fun of me for writing that because they're like, we're going to elaborate on that more because everyone has the same taste buds. You're, you just, everyone likes ice cream or whatever. 
It's just that they can't eat it. Like they can't. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I won't argue this. <laughs> I love that idea, and I, I think <laughs> yeah. you're right. Well, maybe scientifically, we all have the same layout of taste buds or whatever, you know, from a some baseline mm-hmm. standpoint. But I mean, but some people like different foods. That's yeah, that's sure. that's what I was about to say. I I can basically chug blue cheese. I love mm-hmm. cr- creamy, nasty, moldy blue cheese, and I know people mm-hmm. that are like vomiting at the sight of it. <laughs> well, it's definitely true of like people that are vegetarians if they were to eat like they don't eat refined sugar and then suddenly eat it. They get sick or, you know, oh, sure. or meat. Yeah, so it's not unheard of. But uh, it was an argument I had to have with them. That, that, <laughs> like, that made, that made no sense. It needs to be elaborated on. It's, it's, uh, and maybe I should have said taste instead of taste buds, but it was like, it's, uh, I think you're I don't know. fine. I mean, you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Your character doesn't need to know all the science. Your <laughs> yeah. character knows yeah. things taste different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I definitely think it played fine. Speaking of vegetarian, mm-hmm. uh, Ben no, I think Ben remembers I don't like olives. And when we hung out with Andy, our friend the vegetarian, he put like two whole cans of olives on a frozen pizza. And I almost lost my mind. <laughs> How are you feeling about pineapple on pizza? Obviously people. I, I am one of the people that is totally fine with it. I like bright citrus in general. And I think mixing that with the like tomato sauce acidity is totally fine i have nothing it's definitely on pizza they definitely the ones at the pizza restaurants know the exact ones to put on it which is the smaller the better somehow it works mm, mm-hmm. yeah i like the chunks not not rings of pineapple on pizza that's a little excessive i think <laughs> well the chunks i did the chunks i made my own or something i don't know i put chunks on there that were too huge and they never even got warm, and it was just, and it made the oh. pizza wetter, and it was just <laughs> too big. Um, so you can't do it that big. You, maybe like the Domino size is a good one. I like them. Yeah, I'm also somebody who really likes broccoli on pizza. So take that. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll run with that. I'll hang with that. My, I uh, my brother likes the potato pizza. Oh hell yeah. Make it. Definitely. Mellow mushroom. I don't. Uh, I don't like how like artificially sweet some of the pineapples are you get from pizza places. But mm-hmm. if you put some sour pineapple on a pizza. I bet I eat the fuck out of that. Hmm. <laughs> Welcome to food commodities. Every time uh, olive, olives, <laughs> olives are very uh, polarizing on pizza, though. I have found that it's very salty, but I like them in sparingly. Like definitely like the Supreme pizzas. Those are good. I, I think one of my first interactions with olives was a martini. And I did not like that. Oh. <laughs> that was, it was like, it was really, I don't know if it was a martini. It was basically just olive juice and vodka, but it was, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so salty. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm trying to think now. I mean, of course, this will come back up. There's some food in this movie that I definitely saved for my snack part of the episode. Uh, but we've talked a lot about food. I, I love the food idea in this movie. Like that's the beauty of editing, as you can. Put, the, oh, yep. this, put all this in the snack part, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, I, I think um, uh, maybe to transition from food, one of the other things that um, speaking about, you know, like the cupcake scene, which I really liked your performance in, Jimmy, I, I really loved your line de- delivery listing off video games in the word association fashion. Yeah. Um, that was fantastic. My only gripe, probably my second gripe of the movie, which you, the first one was the nothing but trouble one, which you have dispelled because it made sense now that you explained it to me. 
in your list, you do just say Final Fantasy. Which Final Fantasy? You can't have the mm-hmm. original for PS3. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a... Uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a... Uh, is there one for... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. Is uh, there, is I think a... the easiest one would have been Final Fantasy XIII, because that was the first for the PS3. But but other than that, that's my only gripe. Are we saying it PS3 perfectly. games? Yeah, I think it was. Was it a PS3 or a PS4 in the scene? I thought it was a PS3. I might be misremembering it. Oh, maybe he has it on Virtual Console, though. Or like I don't one know. of those as, as anthologies. Far, I'm, I'm a crazy <laughs> fanatic of Final Fantasy, and I'm pretty sure for that generation, you can only get it for the for the PSP or the Vita. I don't think you can get it on the console, but... But that's that's my one my second tiny gripe with the movie. Ben's like, Rob, what are you doing to our guest? <laughs> I mean, no. technically, Warcraft probably is not on there, and he says that. Yeah, if we're just going PS3. I think he's just saying games he has. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does say Warcraft and Minecraft, and well, it's Minecraft you can play on on PlayStation. Yeah. Well, I yeah, do yeah. love Xbox. your delivery mm-hmm. of that whole thing. It's so deadpan and monotone. On this mm-hmm. date with the third wheel of your brother in the movie, and, and then that's I what love my that... acting's known for is deadpan and monotone. So. <laughs> <laughs> that perfect cherry on top, where you you mention some video game, you go, "Wait, no, I sold that one to GameStop." <laughs> like that was great. <laughs> uh, thanks. Loser. What other games do you have? Oh, um, Rage, Primal Rage, Streets of Rage, Street Fighter, Final Fight, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Star. Star Wars. Okay. Star Trek, StarCraft, Minecraft, Warcraft, God of War, Gears of War, Metal Gear Solid, Twisted Metal, Metal Slug, Metal Gear Rising, Dead Rising, Dead or Alive. Oh, wait, I sold that one to GameStop. Sorry. It felt very real. Yes. I also love the fact that in in the opening scene of the movie, we get to see it in the background, and then um, your brother's using it, a rock band controller. That yeah, I'm a huge guitar here on rock band person, and very unfortunately, a few years ago, my old PS2 rock uh, guitar hero controllers broke, so I don't have a way to play it anymore. Hold on to that, whoever's rock band control that is. If it's yours or someone else's, hold on to it. Those are really difficult to come by these days. Mm, okay, we have a bunch, but they're probably falling apart. <laughs> I I exclusively ride my bike around Fort Collins where I live in the summertime, looking for yard sales where I might be able to find any Guitar Hero Rock Band controller, because I will buy those immediately. <laughs> oh. Huh. I thought they dropped in price a lot, too. Been a around. Uh, yeah, I think they did for a little bit, but then they stopped making them. I mean, Guitar Hero had its resurgence with, I don't know if Ben's aware of it, they did the two rows of three buttons. It wasn't five buttons in a row, it was two like layered rows of three, and that changed the whole dynamic. I think those are the only ones you can really find, you know, retail Mm -hmm. otherwise you have to go to ebay or something like that um but i guess the point i'm making jimmy is that i love the setup of video games like the (laughs) rock band the lego dimensions all that stuff you had in that mise-en-scene is fantastic yeah he he also completely botches that guitar hero song as you just hear (laughs) yes i did like that we could have got a song not from probably that was in guitar hero but we could we had rights to some music we could use uh we probably could have put something in there but i like the uh i'm just messing it up so yep yep so so ben um i guess throw it over to you anything more on that or what are the scenes did you want to bring up because i think jimmy's getting the sense that ben and i really like to 
dissect these movies with little moments, and which is great to hear from you. But Ben, I wanted to see what you had. Uh, so I, I did notice the, the Dimensions Lego things. I don't really know anything about Lego Dimensions, so I was kind of just intrigued by the fact that that's the only Lego sets that were there. I don't know if that's like <laughs> a specific... They're like a video game that you use Legos on the uh, thing for. Okay, all right, that makes sense why they would be exclusively those. Uh, the other thing that that kind of came to mind when I was watching is I, like I picked up golf a little while back, and there's that scene where you guys are on the on the golf course, and uh, and it shows Roy, you know, taking a, a swing. Uh, has do you know if that actor has ever golfed before? I'm not. I don't think so. Okay, that was pretty apparent. <laughs> um, but other than like, other than his inability to golf, I really enjoyed that whole like. I've been on a country club before. When did I take you to the country club? At least it works that he says he's like top five hundred in the state or whatever. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that if that's the only money he's making, how does he make any money? I, I don't I, think they make much either one of them. No, I <laughs> I, I liked the idea that his brother was like his keeper. He's just like I. <laughs> I never took you to a country club. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, even when the unemployment check comes in, he's like, can you sign this over to me? Because you owe me for everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that that whole kind of... I know you mentioned it earlier, saying how he looks... Uh, more people thought he was your brother, more looking like your brother than your actual brother. Um, I believe it's Gunnar Willis, if I'm remembering it correctly, the actor that plays the brother. Yes. One One of the things that stood out to me is near the end of the movie in the scene where... They try and swap back by pouring liquid into the paper shredder, which is fantastic. Just pouring liquid somewhere it doesn't belong, I love, in movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when, when the whole scene where it's basically you and Ella Jordan talking to the character's name is Lisa, I believe, and getting her job back, Gunnar Willis just seems to be, like, twiddling his thumbs in the background, has nothing to do. Was there something cut there? I kind of got a feeling maybe something was cut and he should have had more in to do with that scene until the end. But it just looked really weird. I was kind of distracted by him just, like, scratching his ear and twiddling his thumbs and, like, waiting for the scene to end. <laughs> Apparently his whole thing is to pretend to pick his nose, try to find a place to wipe it in the background. <laughs> Okay. That was the that and that scene was like that was his character's idea, and so I don't uh, I don't know if you caught it. It seems like you didn't, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he didn't have anything any lines until the end of the scene. So nothing was cut there. There were lines okay. cut all over the place. We trimmed. They just uh, slowed down like the pacing. Okay, I guess that actually brings me to something um, more general about this movie. I did really want to ask you. Um, are there any aspects of this finished project that you're unhappy with, whether it be deleted scenes, changed plot beats, None. changed lines? No. no, I was I was super worried because I was so fooling with these subtitles lately that I forgot that in the non-English ones, I took out the two lefts make a right. Like, oh, so I was sure. like, oh, is that not in in the movie anymore? And then I was like, oh, I just didn't put it in my subtitles because it doesn't, I don't think it would make any sense. It's one of the few puns. I think even some of the puns would translate, but that one is so over the top with the pun. that it's, <laughs> it's only English speakers would get it, I think. Okay, okay. No, that, that's actually good to hear that, you know, um, 
it's that you're you're very happy with this final product um, mm-hmm. because I, I know Zach Ben and I always love discussing things that get cut and what could have been and and other castings and stuff. Like there was that. one line I, I liked. I don't know. It's just uh, it's, it's so she just does a the reason she has a hamburger there and she never even mentions why she we even went out and got a hamburger for the joke because. This is what happens on movies is like, I, it's like, she should have a hamburger. I'm like, okay. I mean, she doesn't really, she, and an apple or whatever, uh, just props. And so she says something about, you know how long it took, you know, when the hamburger was invented by Genghis Khan and the whatever. (laughs) And then it's like, you know, when the cheeseburger was invented, 1920 took like 30 years later to put a piece, (laughs) hundred years later to put a piece of cheese on it. And oh, she just funny. goes on these tangents, and it's like so. Those are cut, but you got a lot of tangents. She's going on tangent galore in that movie, so okay, I think okay. one being cut out is not going to end it. Sure, sure. I, I think on, on that same idea, um, I know something Ben and I were talking about uh, bringing up with you is that. Uh, well, I guess one for some context. Ben and I love ranting about things. There's a few beats in this movie that get at some, I'm trying to find the right way to put it, but maybe more topical ideas that cause some issues among people. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. one, Ben, you brought up was the, you know, Lisa says, I yelled at this guy in the bathroom, but maybe he identifies as female. I The one that jumped out to my mind is when, you know, the boss asks Ella Jordan to wear a dress, and she goes, you think I'm gay? And he's immediately like, no, here's some money, don't sue. And... We really liked those scenes. Was was there any kind of, you know, maybe thought about not putting those in because they might, you know, offend some people? I don't think they were offensive. I don't. I think Ben agrees with me. They play for comedy really well. Um, but we really, I think I speak for both of us, Ben, when I say we really like that you kind of pushed the envelope a little bit by not only dealing with body swap but dealing with the, you know, body swap and genderism type of ideas. Yeah, uh, it's, it is interesting that, like, even the cast and crews like draws different uh, opinions by something that really isn't even, it's more plot driven where like, but I don't think we did s- s- quite under, I don't think you quite get the entrances. I don't think anyone that watches the movie gets that the joke of when he says, you want me to wear a dress? He's like saying, well, you think I'm gay? I'm going to wear a dress like as a guy. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. only got wear dresses, and that was a, an idea. And like it, uh, it really that sort of uh, undercurrent did not uh, come across because uh, it's a girl saying it, so it comes more as so. But the other meaning does come across where he's like, "You want me to wear a dress? You think you think I'm gay or something?" And like, yeah, it's just weird, strange things like that. I don't know why anyone would be offended that's liberal by it. Uh, I do, will say I live in the eighties, <laughs> so I could have gone. I could have gone just more crass, but uh, I, I think it's. I think I don't think you'll, your sensibilities will be hurt by anything in the movie. Yeah, I, I think uh, you uh, you played it very well. It yeah. worked really well in the movie, and I thought it it was actually really funny. The reaction of the boss just being like, "Here's some petty cash. It's nothing, you know." By the way, don't sue. <laughs> mm-hmm. The big deal is this week. That's the word on the street. Suffice to say, this is very important to us. And look, I know you're going to knock it out of the park. I know this. 
I just want everything to go off without a hitch, and these guys are a little old-fashioned, so I was wondering if you wouldn't mind wearing a dress to the meeting. A dress? Wait, you think I'm gay? No, I didn't say that. That's not something I... I mean, that's none of my business, you know? I... Look, forget I said anything. Here's a little petty cash. means nothing. Go buy yourself something nice. Don't sue. Get yourself some jeans, a new flannel shirt or something, or a dress. Forget I said anything. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah, that was that was great. I, I think, you know, okay, Ben and I have talked about some lines we really liked. Uh, I asked you the question before about if there was anything you were disappointed in. I think at the same time, do, do you have a favorite line or exchange or scene in this movie? Maybe something that you were proud of writing or it worked really well in the final product or anything like that? I'm just proud of the new ending that we put like on because I thought it works well. It shows the characters evolving, and I like that part of it. Sort of shows the full circle of the characters. What, what was the old ending? It was basically just not having the part where they're on the couch, and we didn't really oh. have an ending. So that that whole framing device of the the I guess interview for lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was kind of added yeah after we were working on some things and thought that could be how, improved how, how much later was that filmed from the main movie uh probably like a like six months half a year later oh wow because right, you mm-hmm. you look significantly slimmer in that yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure uh yeah yeah i was, lost some weight for that part was that uh so that was the intention for that part is that you you lost some weight as a result of her yeah, we put it, we kind of put that in there, but I was just lost weight just because I felt like doing it at the time, and uh, I didn't need it anymore after we shot the main scenes, and we were like, we could incorporate this, we could do this, we could use this as something. So, yeah, I'm proud of those p- moments. I actually have to agree. I really liked that framing device. I think that was one of the things that immediately caught me. Because when I watched the trailer, like I said, I was like, oh, rom-com with this body swap trope. I don't have high expectations. But then the framing device actually adds something to the characterization. And not only in the sense that I'm laughing. I love your line when you're like, I'm not used to having parts that people are attracted to or want to have sex with. Like, that's great. But the whole kind of, you know, framing device of that interview, I think it works fantastically because – I don't even think of it as an interview. Like you're, I love that you never cut back and you're talking to like a news station or something. It's like you're speaking to the audience and it's telling you it's like this was our story. This is how we grew as people. And I found that really interesting. Yeah, I shamelessly writ Dave Chappelle. Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot. He has a line about how carrying drugs and carrying and being a woman is like the same thing as like you're carrying this valuable stuff that yep. everyone yep. wants <laughs> so yeah so i kind of stole from him a little bit because i just saw a special right when that was going on yeah yeah i think ben and i have talked about that yeah <laughs> but oh yeah set me up for uh i wasn't planning on saying that line and ella set me up for it so i was like <laughs> yeah i'm not used to people <laughs> so yeah uh, th- so that actually reminded me of of when you first see cj's house and you're like, or whenever you talk to CJ about her house, you're like, you got too much desirable shit in there. <laughs> that was a fantastic line, also. Just I was reminded of it. From, from yeah, that. the whole thing of her describing how to make a a, a security thing. I'm actually going to be doing a podcast called Fantasy House here. 
Um, it got rescheduled, but uh, where you describe a, your fantasy house and all the fantastical things you're going to put in it. Oh, so okay. we'll probably uh, hopefully. I don't think he'll watch the movie, but uh, hopefully I can tie it into the movie by talking about that. Yeah, what what is it? The boar head comes out of the wall and the pentagram flips over in the mm-hmm. floor. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be even more where it's like poop smeared on the wall to like you flip the wall around and like. So yeah, that'd be funny if like a robber went in and then they called the cops because it's so crazy. <laughs> I was about to rob this house, but it turns out I stumbled onto a satanic ritual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That should just be your next movie. <laughs> yeah. There was an also an idea in my head of like, well, it's just too crazy. But it's like her coming out in a nurse's outfit, like a Halloween outfit. That sort of sells the sex appeal too, but like coming out there with like a needle with like Kool-Aid in it or something or like a turkey baster with Kool-Aid and being like, I'm going to inject you with this poison. <laughs> like he comes over and it, it's like, oh, it's just you. It's like, you think I was a robber or something? Like the idea she would sleep in a nurse's outfit with a, a fake syringe, like a turkey, like a like a fake syringe or something of poison and like try to scare the <laughs> robber away by like being a creepy nurse or something. I, I don't know. Like that was an idea I had. I, I never put it in the screen bar or even pitched it because it's so crazy. <laughs> but you can see where I was co- going with it if I, I described it. That's well yeah. That's enough. that's awesome. Absolutely. That's definitely some <laughs> off the wall shit that Rob would really enjoy. <laughs> yep. Ben just put it well. Yeah. I, I think Ben also. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you know. Um, our two leads, so of course you, Jimmy, and Ella Jordan, that the, their performances, both of your performances are absolutely nailed. I, I would be remiss well, if you. I mentioned, though. I, I love you in this movie. I love that, like, the lines I've mentioned and stuff. But I do have to say, I think Ella Jordan steals it. She crushes okay. her scenes in this movie. Oh, great. She's fantastic. And I, I want to see her do more, like, goofy, like, off-the-wall type of stuff, you know? And, like, just seeing her... Well, I guess her playing That'd be you good for and her stuff. and a lot of the other actors is yeah, I would like that I like that their performances stand out. Ella and Gunners have definitely stood out in the reviews. Yes. Um I'm kinda just doing my thing, but at least I won some best features for body swap, so I, I feel like I at least set them up. If they if they did well in a movie I wrote, then it's all good for everyone. And so yeah, people are like definitely liking her performance in Gunners and I hope to when I get this out that's one of the main reasons is not just to make money is get it out there and get people to see people and maybe they can get some parts and some things. Sure. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what a good independent filmmaker, which you've clearly established you are, should do. Absolutely. I I said you, if you've seen the other podcasts, at least one, maybe, and some, I don't even know if they've been out released yet. Some are like waiting in the wings Mm -hmm. of, I said that, uh, I don't plan on being in anything other than my own projects. So, I plan on improving my everything I do in my projects. Yeah, I don't need to be hired for other people's projects. I want to see the other actors good and stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah. I I think um, uh, that makes me think of two things. Uh, Just while we're on the topic, I I do, since I mentioned the great performances, I'm interested to see if Ben agrees with me because this is something we haven't talked about prior. The one performance in this movie that I really didn't care for was uh, 
Katie Geralt, I believe her true name, her actress, her stage name is, who plays Lisa, the um, the coworker of Ella. I didn't care for her. I thought she was a little too stale. Ben, what did you hmm. think about the um, the subordinate, the coworker? I felt like the scenes with her had a different feeling to them. It okay. m- very much felt like watching something that was filmed like a documentary or something whenever she was on the camera. Um, but I, I didn't mind her character at all. Okay, I okay. definitely, um, she seemed like maybe kind of a, a stale, pretentious person, not a bad actress. Mm, mm. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it is that her personality might have grinded with my viewing of the movie and, and understanding the rest of it. But but yeah, yeah I don't know. People if... walk away. People walk away uh, a lot of different things. Like uh, the World Fest Houston, she got a nomination. Katie Geralt is her name. Oh. But uh, yeah, I said, uh, I would say, did you say Geralt? Gr- I, I might have like, said Geralt. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I do. I do like girl, like uh, a dog. And she, I I'm, asked I'm her from New York operate. originally. I do hard letters. <laughs> I only, until I was making the trailer and had to have the announcer pronounce her name, then I asked her how her last name was pronounced. But there was another few ways. And I was like, it wasn't Gur that she gets. Okay. <laughs> it's like something else she gets, but it's actually Jer, like giraffe. So, is it spelled uh, like Geralt? I think it's G I R A L T E. Oh. If I I don't I don't have the IMDb pulled up, but I think that's what it is. But that no Ben, you're not wrong. It made me think of the Witcher character. Yes. <laughs> and we're back to video games. But they they nominated her, and then another film festival. The uh, guy up there was like, oh, I like how she's not the typical bad guy. And she's like, nice for a bad guy. She's really not that bad. So I was like, oh, because some people think she's too mean of a character. <laughs> and so it's, ah, different, it's different types of things. No, I and definitely was, didn't think she was too mean. She was fine. Like maybe somebody you don't enjoy working with in the office, but that's. <laughs> no, yeah. that's actually really interesting. Um, I mean, I, that's one of the things I love about reviewing and critiquing movies is that there's these differing opinions for sure. But yeah, I, I, I just had to bring up since we talked about the best, I think she was my least per- favorite, favorite performance. Not to say it was bad. It was just different. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody else I, I thought was great, you know, even down to um, Wendy, hot mm-hmm. Italian Wendy. Uh, as yeah. Roy says, um, she she was fine. I loved her in the pizza scene. Sounds like, like a Subway earlier. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That the pizza scene I found really strange because Roy was like, "I can't show him the pizza because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want to know that I had pizza because we're supposed to be eating healthier." And the first thing she does is like, "Hey, do you want pizza?" <laughs> you want pizza? <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I caught him. I caught her, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I and think I, I love caught her and delivery like, where you're like, don't tempt yeah. me with that. <laughs> hey. Hello. Would you like some pizza? No, don't tempt me with that. I'm trying to avoid junk food. Oh, oops. Okay, not doing that then. We need to, like, catch up with Wendy's. It's one of those things where you just, like, uh, got to run with it. <laughs> was it. So was that not scripted? I think that was scripted, but I think maybe uh, the way I envisioned it, we're doing these movies so fast that I don't, I'm not directing it. So I don't, I'm more focused on my own acting and forget to like say, Oh, it's so she's so supposed to play it. Like, Oh, you caught me while I have the pizza box in my hand. I might as well just offer you the pizza. Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, there yeah. might not even be anything in that box. And I, I would 
and and uh, in the movie in the movie world i bet you there's nothing in that box but she's just saying it because yeah she caught him with it she, she <laughs> does in that. that scene hold the pizza box vertically i think while she's offering it to you yes and if mm-hmm. there was actually pizza in there like that is a it's getting total slid all over yeah yeah <laughs> But hey, maybe it's like congealed by then, all the cheese and stuff. It doesn't, you know. <laughs> we're we're really getting into the weeds of how it would work. Yes. So so with the performances, because you you uh, made me think of it. Um, something I was really interested in to ask you about, Jimmy, was when you wrote this script, or you know, when you actually were were getting it, you know, in the process of being made and getting all the all the balls rolling and stuff like that. Did you always think of yourself in that character role? Did you write it for that? Or were, was this kind of, you know, out of maybe not necessity, but out of, you know, your desire to be put forth as the front of your film? Well, the, the latest screenplay I wrote that's going to be the next one, it's called She's a Princess. I wrote with every actor in mind, and I won't be using nice. all those actors, but I wrote it with every with certain people in mind. Okay. This one I didn't write with. only person I wrote in mind was kind of me and really when i say that i wrote me the brother and ted and didn't know how movies were made at all i didn't know how movies were made at all so i was like well someone will want to put some big name in this lead role so i'll just try to finagle the brother and if they say well we want seth rogan in the brother part and then it's like i'll finagle for the ted role Mm -hmm. and uh so (laughs) that's that was my thinking was that like some somebody's gonna really want this screenplay and make a movie out of it I don't even know how to do that or anything. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I made it myself. And then, yeah, playing the lead, you don't have to pay. You know, the bigger the part, the less days you have to pay to someone to do that part. Sure. That always works. Yeah. That's really interesting because I think that's um, something that I think Ben and I can both, you know, uh, we felt the same way working on our own projects. We don't have any gravitas to get other people involved, so we – you know, think about ourselves in some of these roles. You know, I think, Ben, we've talked about it with art, you know, the stuff that I've written, uh, the main character, I always try to put my own shoes in. So it's really cool to hear that, you know, you're kind of, you know, just, yeah, it, it's me. I'm going to write with what I know. And I think at the end of the day, with how good your performance is in the film, that's what lends that credence to it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, whatever you just said. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're well past an hour now, so I'm surprised Jimmy's still with us. To be honest, <laughs> he he asked me to do the heavy lifting, and uh, that's as, as Ben knows, that's what I can do. <laughs> well, I hope to not make this too hard for you as an editor. So no, I have to edit episodes with Ben regularly. So don't worry. Heyo, Jimmy, you should listen to some episodes with us. Okay, how long is the typical episode? Um, I'm glad you asked because I was actually going to mention this to Ben yesterday and I forgot. Uh, I have added Ben and Zach and I keep a spreadsheet. Well, I say I keep a spreadsheet and I share it with Ben and Zach. Um, the average episode is two hours and seven minutes for Cinemodities. Okay. So, so I, I mean, I got more. I'm not saying we're running out of steam. I got some more to talk about, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. Sounds like fun. Oh, well, the last one was 59 minutes. So... Yeah, oh, but the one before that was three hours. So you uh, you go hard. You go hard. Was the last <laughs> one the Adventure Time? Movie? Yeah. If if you if if Jimmy's looking at Cinemodities on like Spotify or Podbean or whatever, yes, the last one was literally Ben and I recorded that less than twenty four hours ago, and I stayed up last night editing it so we could get it out. 
Hmm. Uh, it was trying to release it close to um, the release of the actual episode. Yeah, so. yeah we uh, we go hard on Adventure Time. Or I think as we say in that episode, we don't fuck around with Adventure Time. <laughs> That's right. That's not a bad one to listen to, though, if you want to feel for what we sound like. Yes, yes. No, uh, but I mean, I think other things, um, I, I have a little bit more I want to bring up with the movie. Um, or questions mm-hmm. for Jimmy, and then we'll get to our, our big end of Cinemodities. But Ben, w- were there any other scenes or questions that you wanted to bring up? Uh, I, just, I, I do want to applaud. It's I don't have too much to say about it, but whenever you and, and CJ are like walking and talking after you realize that you've swapped bodies, you do this like little skip, sideways skip thing, mm-hmm. and it, it comes off great. I, I loved it. It's just like, oh, I'm a... Uh, kind of a playful girl in this giant body and uh, and it works out perfect <laughs> yeah he's definitely frantic and i was trying to frantic myself out before shooting that scene <laughs> and so there's lots of takes where they're getting frustrated with me saying just all sorts of crazy things like because i have to say like 10 things in a row and even though what's funny is we do that and then we just chop 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 mm. uh but but, like, on the day, it was like, say this and say that and say this. So it's like um, in a row. Like, it was going to be all one shot. It's like, how am I you? How about me? What are we going to do about my pets? I-, I couldn't come up with enough stuff, you know? <laughs> it wasn't written down. So I, I-, I tried to make, a, like, a list of, you know, the what's. And they were throwing things at me. It was it- That was a hard scene in some ways because it's also moving. Sure. We don't have a moving camera much in the movie. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Sure. Yeah, the, the technical limitations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of a style choice that we do everything on sticks, as they say, on the <laughs> tripod. <laughs> okay, right on. No, Ben, I'm glad you brought that moment up. That was something I didn't write down, but I, I definitely thought of as well. And that's, uh, that's, that's good fun, for sure. It's, uh, it was kind of reminiscent. There's a scene in uh, Friends where Ross is getting a new apartment and Rachel and Phoebe are trying to distract him from seeing Monica and Chandler across the way. And he does this like leg flip up in the air thing. And it's just like, you know, like a, not say that Ross is manly, but like a, a typical man, like jumping up and doing like a girly, like excited thing. That was, <laughs> I, I definitely uh, appreciated that. So nice. I, I think, um, it's, it's strangely the very start of the movie, but we've taken this long to get to it. Uh, this was probably the thing that hooked me, and when I first started watching it, I was like, I'm probably going to like this. The faux Lifetime Christmas movie that plays at the beginning. Hallmark is what you're, the word you're looking for, Hallmark, not Lifetime. Hallmark Lifetime? I mean, Lifetime is like wife, the, murdered spouse shit. Well, this we only Hallmark. see the end of it, Ben. That might have been the uh, plot of the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But I, I not only loved how ham-fisted that um, parody was... And then I fell in love with, you know, we get so much of the frame on that TV set with this fake movie on it. And then it cuts to you, Jimmy, just slovenly on the couch looking so uninterested. And I was like, this, okay, they've hooked me in the first opening four minutes of this movie. (laughs) So was that something that you wrote and you were really planning on maybe... My my thought was that you were trying to juxtaposition the the goofiness and silliness and hamminess of those types of movies with your own rom com. That was just my thought, but I wanted to hear it from you, or what you thought about it. I just sort of like wanted something that was 
yeah, so out there in a lot of ways that just like this thing's happening and this thing's happening and you get a lot of stuff happening in very in like under a minute. Yeah, the um the the Santa dude Santa looking dude comes in, Earl, have you been there the whole time? <laughs> and it's just so over the top. It's it's fantastic. I I so- think right before we see that we do get the cut during some of the credits where you laying on the couch, you roll over and your phone and three television remotes fall off of your body, I would have used more remotes. That's my only gripe with that scene. <laughs> I would have been hilarious if there were like seven or ten remotes on your body for some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's definitely more room for remotes, maybe in the sequel. <laughs> the body swap two this time there's more remotes um, <laughs> yeah so, body swap two colon swapping bodies <laughs> uh is this movie like it doesn't take place around christmas does it like is this just a christmas hallmark movie on tv out of season? it says christmas in july in the corner oh okay oh okay. i didn't notice that okay okay yeah, yeah. Um, if you ever see that little tree, it's like and uh, has a little overlay in the corner. Okay. Like you um, would on the TV. So one one other thing is what inspired – so there's the – you know, we talked about the ringleader and, and Starkiller and all them. And then at the beginning, there's this point where, where your character – I think it's your character is saying something like the writing's right across the ass. Like they're begging you to look at it. And then it shows the writing, and it says Saint Mary. Mm-hmm. Are those custom made shorts, or do or are there yeah. ass writing shorts that that advertise Catholic saints? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, there's schools named Saint Mary, and maybe like school shorts, but we had to make them for the movie. Okay, I, Al, was, Allie got them as a gift after. Ooh, nice. What nice. What was the well, inspiration for using Saint Mary? Like is. Or just the, the juxtaposition of having St. Mary's on your ass is okay. funny to me. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. funny. I, just, I, I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, and I noticed it today. I was like, oh, shit, that says St. Mary. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a good um, point, I'm wondering if the Spanish-speaking audience will really hate that or not. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Santa Maria, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the, a, that's a really good Spanish point, Catholic. Ben, because I um, – I once again, like you mentioned earlier, Jimmy, that's trying to subvert the audience and what they're looking at in this movie or expecting from this movie. It could have been so easily just been pink across the ass because that's oh, what yeah. everybody pink knows. Or yeah, tasty or whatever. Like, there's all kinds of shit like that. But for it to be a, the name of a Catholic saint, I was like, this, this is good. This is a good joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those three girl characters are just some of the. I think. That, that's what I love in movies are those little touches, and I think this movie is so filled with little touches that it works as a whole, and it's, and like I said, the cupcake scene, you know, that type of stuff, that's am great. Am I supposed to know you? Am I, yes, am I supposed to know you? Yes. And then even, I, I think one line we didn't mention, which I really loved, which I think Ben and I, ever since we knew this was, this discussion was going to happen, and, and we had watched the movie and discussed it, the frenemy of my frenemy is my, is my uh, frenemy. frenemy? <laughs> Like, that line is so, I think, easy, but it's one of the great things that it's not easy until you've heard it. Like, I don't think I ever would have thought of that on my own. Once I hear it, though, I'm like, of course, that's a great line. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they'll steal from me somewhere in Hollywood. (laughs) 
<laughs> Get ready for all the bodies. That's why Body Swap needs to be a success because they'll have all my lines in all of these other movies. <laughs> I think I think they're already copying you. There's a movie called Freaky out in theaters right now. Yeah, they did. They oh. probably did copy me. Because <laughs> uh, Body Swap yep. was very successful for uh, how small it is. It's successful. Not, I don't original. know. Yeah, but uh, it wasn't like yeah. It was a place where you could kind of. I'll, I'll give them this. They didn't steal outright the romantic comedy with the uh, thing, but I'm, Hey, I mean, they're poor marketing budget in that. I'm, I'm, uh, they may have not taken from that, but it, that was like the, tra- I think the trailer is out while that was in production. So, uh, and they got out before me though. <laughs> technically. I, I will say that Zach, uh, told me about freaky before you ever emailed us, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, Zach and I commiserated because we were like, this looks very strange. The trailer had some goofy moments, but the thing that we really got into, and I still hate to this day, the movie should not be titled freaky. It should be titled freaky Friday, the 13th. They that's missed gonna, a, oh my goodness! That's a yeah, golden yeah, yeah, opportunity, yeah, 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 and they no, missed yeah, that opportunity. And they released it on a Friday the Thirteenth. They messed that up big. They, that that was actually been a great film. <laughs> but you know why you mentioned that? There was literally a scene I was thinking of a post credits. We can't shoot this quickly, and and also we didn't have, you know, the kid that's like talking a variety, speaking da 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 da. Sure, you know? sure. So yeah. he probably has an interest in that stuff. Gunner is pitching Freaky Friday the 13th. I'm not making this up. <laughs> to him, and, and he goes, hard pass. <laughs> the kid goes, hard pass. On the, and nice. so, like, I, like, I didn't, I totally forgot about it. I never wrote it down. I didn't even really pitch it. I might have pitched it to Gunner, but it was, I don't know. It was like, it might have been written down even, but it was not in the main screenplay. It might have been written down in, like, the daily screenplays we sort of have, where it's like, this might be a good idea of a freaky Friday, the 13th of oh, the title. That is so but cool. Yeah. It was exact, <laughs> that's kind of kismet that you said that that was actually, I, that's the only reason because um, of the one theater in Fort Collins where I live, that's open. They were playing freaky. And when Zach was telling me about it, I was like, Oh, you know, maybe, you know, I'll try and entice Justin to see it. But one, Justin is banned from seeing movies ever again on this podcast or in life, as Ben knows. But two, it's not called Freaky Friday the 13th. That's my biggest issue. <laughs> it might have been a, that might have been an idea for its name and then they could, could have gotten in trouble or something. Me too. On uh, Zach and I have did an episode maybe two years ago, maybe a little less than two years ago, where we just discussed the Friday the 13th legal battle that was going on, which ended the video game and ended the reboot that was supposed to come out. So yeah, I yeah. could totally I love that see video that. game. Yeah. You, you say you love that video game? Yeah. I, I love talking shit to people as <laughs> Jason and and talking shit to Jason as as one of the camp counselors. I, I am so that glad before that you Fortnite that was. Fortnite and Among Us. I like anyone. I can talk to people on it. Um, whenever I edit Cinemodities podcast episodes, I play that video game in the background because it's so easy when I die, I can focus on editing. And if like I have to fix the boat or something, oh, this is great. Uh, Zach and I have played that a bunch, and I, I still – I wish they didn't shut down the servers a few days ago, and it's almost impossible for me on the PS4 to find a game. But that was a fantastic video game because it was like you were making your own horror movie every time you played. Mm, yeah. I don't know why Dead by Daylight took off over that one. Oh, yeah. It's somehow. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good game. I liked it. 
I think Ben is not saying anything because he's more shocked that I'm talking about a video game because usually when I discuss it with him, I say video games are cancer. <laughs> well, I'm going to go have to eat. And uh, so let's... We need to wrap up then, I guess. Yes, let's do some th- okay, wraps. Okay, that, that, is, that is fine. I, I think um, if, if Ben is in agreement, we've covered enough. Then the, the last bit of our episode, we always ask our main questions. Jimmy, I have to say, even though I told you about them in the email... Um, I think we are going to omit your thoughts on Cinemodies and Late Night because you are in and wrote and produced the movie. But yes. we do want to hear your snacks. So I think very quickly, Ben, you and I can get out of the way Cinemodities and Late Night. And of course, Cinemodities is our classification. Late Night is our recommendation. Uh, I think for Cinemodities, for me, I'm going to say no. It's one of the better rom-coms I've ever seen with the body swap idea, and I really enjoy it. But I don't think there's anything truly odd about it. Jimmy, in this conversation, when you've pitched these other weird ideas that you had, that might be a cinemodity, like the woman sleeping in nursing clothes. If you want a cinemodity status... Or a nurse clothes. Yeah, yeah, make <laughs> make that movie. Nursing that... clothes is a different thing. That's true. <laughs> 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 um, so it's a no for me for cinemodities, but late night, absolutely. I think we started this way. This movie is such good fun. I I think it's something we need more in the modern era than the cookie-cutter superhero nonsense, the tropes we've seen, like you mentioned, Jimmy, the prequels and the sequels. I I would love to show this to somebody. I would love for other people to watch it, and I think for Late Night, it's a perfect fit, also because it is not a very long movie, which Ben and I really love. We love movies that are easily digestible, that lend themselves to good conversation. Uh, so I have to go absolutely. And I once again recommend everybody check this out. Uh, find it on bodyswapmovie.com, which Jimmy's going to pitch later. But Ben, I'll throw it over to you. What do you think about Cinemodities and Late Night? Um, unfortunately, no dissent today. Uh, Cinemodities, that's going to be a no late night. Absolutely. It's good fun. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I don't have anything really really more to say about that other than uh, go give Jimmy your money, and Thank when you. you're done giving him your money, give us give your money. That, yeah, give him a Patreon. <laughs> the money is getting more worthless by the day, so like that's, that's you true. just might as well shed it. That's right. You yeah. know, get some crypto, get whatever you're supposed to put it in, because yeah, get some food at the grocery. Make sure you got your food and your you don't need to pay rent ever again. <laughs> what what are you uh, they're gonna kick you out of your house ever? Seems I like might. you can just live in anything. I might as well I mean they got a guy just living in the White House for free now. <laughs> so if it's not one if it's not one guy, it's another guy living in there for doing I don't know what they're doing half the time. They're telling us to do things and they don't even know what they're talking about. Sixteen so bedrooms, four of them are for my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like we're going to get rid of this one fat orange guy that doesn't know anything about the virus for this other dementia-ridden <laughs> lobotomized guy that doesn't know anything about the virus. Listen to them. Tell you how to live your life. Oh, God. It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, ben, I think we can agree. Jimmy would love our rants and Patreon about politics, which aren't even about politics. They're more about ideas of surrounding the concept of politics. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I think I think that you might get a kick, Rob, if, if you distill some stuff and want to pass it his way he can advertise for us oh man i know he's really into that he talked about it earlier how he likes to advertise for free we did it it only <laughs> it only took us like two hours of recording but we've loosened jimmy enough up to talk about politics and it turns out we're all of the same mindset <laughs> <laughs> everybody yeah. is done. 
Oh, that's that's great. So uh, I think that that brings us to our last big thing. Of course, like I said to you at the start of this episode, Jimmy, that this is more of a board meeting for our restaurant. And now all three of us can pitch some ideas for snacks or events or whatever that add to the Cinemodities restaurant, which is totally real, everybody. I'll, I'll stress that again. I think this might be the easiest one that we're probably all in agreement of. Pizza Pop-Tarts. <laughs> so I... I actually was going to pitch that that we sell Hot Pockets and just call them Pizza Pop-Tarts because that already <laughs> fucking exists. Well, but the no, marinara, in the microwave. The marinara will be on the outside of the Pizza Pop-Tarts. Oh. The marinara is on the inside of the I pizza guess it does have a crisper sleeve, but it doesn't really crisp them as much as a toaster oven. That's, that's maybe, fair. Maybe finish it off in the toaster oven. That's Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll... Uh, We'll microwave a hot pocket and then put it in the toaster, and then sell it as as uh, pizza pop tarts. That is very low cost for us, so perfect, absolutely. Um, I started this by talking about the caviar orgy. You can only imagine how much the caviar for a caviar orgy would cost. So I'm fine with cutting the cost on pizza pop tarts. That's fine by me. Dope. Another one that I had, which I really really like for this movie, um, we should call it because we we do have a menu because of course jimmy this is a real restaurant what am i saying they have a menu you know this you know what a restaurant is we have we even have a qr code for the menu so (laughs) i would love for somebody to order they can order a beverage but it would be for maybe an additional cost the body swap beverage in which whatever beverage they order is served out of a paper shredder that is plugged in and I think I think we also I didn't introduce to Jimmy earlier. Um, most of the things on our menu damage the customer. So the paper shredder being plugged in with a liquid in it is totally on brand. Just so you know. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, ben, what did you have? Any thoughts on snacks for for you? I, I was going to say that you you could uh, you know as a customer, it has to be the last customer in your party, but they can order your whole meal as a body swap meal, and everybody gets random food. <laughs> that somebody else ordered. Okay, okay. I like so, that. I like that one too. That's a good one. Something what, what are you just to clarify cuz one oh god, this is this is where we're getting like Jimmy said we need to wrap up, but now we're getting into my favorite stuff where I get to actually say for real even though this restaurant is totally real, totally. I do keep a record of every snack that's ever said on this podcast in a spreadsheet like there's a comprehensive list of everything we talk about in these last bits. I need to clarify, Ben. Are we swapping meals at the table, or are we swapping swapping meals between tables? Like a a, a group could come in and be like, it, "Hey, guess what? Your table was body swapped with this other table. You're getting their food." Just to, I want to. What are you thinking? I, w- I was definitely thinking at the same table, so it's just within your party. But the problem is then that they could just switch back, right? Uh, no, that's when we throw the paper shredders at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. That? That's interesting. I mean, the I wonder if though it feels like a YouTube video more like a YouTube challenge where you just or I'm going to order your meal uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I'm, I'm open to, to charging a little bit extra and swapping table meals. It's just the timing might be a little delicate. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And of course, since we're dealing with an infinite void of a restaurant, timing is always an issue. Good, good point, Ben. Good point. I think my my last there's one snack I want to do as a transition to our total outro, um, but I really like that the brother in some scene near the beginning is eating leaping leaping lemurs cereal. 
I did not know that was real until I researched it after seeing it in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Leap and Lemurs, what's wrong with that? <laughs> that sounds uh, delicious. So ben, ben usually comes in hot with one snack. He gave it already. I don't know if Ben has any other, but Jimmy, since I told you that we were going to pick some snacks, were there anything, anything that you wanted to pitch for this restaurant uh, relating to this movie? It doesn't have to be truly from this movie. It could be something you think of. The last time we had a director on for a movie, he didn't understand what we were really telling him, and he just said, oh, Chinese food, because we ate that during the wrap party. So <laughs> you can take it from anywhere, you know. Were there any snacks that you had that you wanted to pitch? I like uh, anything sweet. It's good. Uh, okay. I, I like. I feel like we talk so much about food. It's like the popcorn and all that stuff. So, and yeah, um, out here, Jimmy. Jimmy wants to make the uh, the the cupcake experience part of the restaurant, <laughs> so you can actually have three teenage girls come up to you and shove a cupcake in your face. And yeah, that would cost quite a quite a it, lot of money for some people. Would pay a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that'll. that'll I'm gonna be make more than the movie. From that experience, <laughs> That's, that is oh, that is great. <laughs> oh man, oh man, no, no. So, so that's great. Uh, I think I have succeeded in my goal of completely blindsiding Jimmy with the concept of this podcast. It's been it's been good fun. Um, ben, were there any other snacks that you had? Are you ready to uh, kind of get into our I, wrap up? I, psychopaths popcorn. Oh, of I course, think. of course. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's real simple. It's real straightforward. It's just mixed popcorn you could probably get any three flavors you want though like i'm, I'm sure that the cinemas restaurant has the ability to put other flavors on popcorn i do have to say uh about a maybe year and a half ago zach and i did an episode where i pitched blood flavored popcorn so there we go <laughs> so so you know any any three flavors of popcorn you want as long as they're not all the same yes yeah gotta get that mixing in there okay uh, I think my last snack to lead this into our outro is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jimmy, but your production studio is Ice Beer Milk. Yes. I would love to serve beer and milk mixed together with some ice in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was, I was, just, I was thinking maybe that should be a, a different type of logo, the logo that, where you have the ice go in the glass and the milk and what is a bit be- ice beer milk. So ice yeah. beer and then the milk. And then, uh, but that's actually, uh, I was thinking you were going to say, serve ice, beer, and milk, and that is called every convenience store because uh, <laughs> they have that listed. That yeah. was taken from, it says ice, beer, milk, lottery, all those things at oh, the top of all Oh, that's all awesome. Yeah, so so the idea that maybe you'd see my logo, my studio around the place was, <laughs> was an idea. Fan- fantastic. Well, I guess with that being said, uh, we are so happy to have uh, your um, addition to the restaurants. We're so happy to have Body Swap as an addition to the uh, Cinemodities Pantheon of what we've discussed. I cannot thank you enough, and I think I speak for Ben and as well as Zach, who's not here, uh, that we are so happy you reached out to us. We're so happy that we got to have this discussion. Um, we hope you had fun. We will advertise this to death because <laughs> this is a movie that we actually really support, and I think that we said it throughout this entire episode, independent filmmakers are what should be supported in this day and age. So, Jimmy, thank you so much. Um, Please give your last pitches for whatever you would like to and where people can find you, your movie, or anything like that. Uh, Thank you, Robin, Ben. Uh, Go to bodyswapmovie.com, and it's on there. You can buy it and rent it now. And we will put that in the show notes 
Absolutely, yes. So people, uh, our guests, cinema audience can go over there and check out and support Jimmy Custis. And uh, we will hopefully be sending you some clips from this episode so you can plaster it around. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, usually when we have guests, we uh, uh, try to maybe uh, – when I edit this, because I'm going to have to edit it pretty quickly, I will uh, find some clips and I'll send them your way if you want to share it with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, I think we hope you had some fun with this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, Ben, any final thoughts on um, Body Swap? Anything like that? I'm going to I'm going to say today for this one one episode only, you don't have to worry about trying to support our Patreon <laughs> because you need to go support Jimmy. <laughs> nice. But fucking nice. after that. God damn it. Support yeah. Patreon. It costs a little bit more to make a movie than a uh, podcast, so it would <laughs> help. But yes, support their podcast. It will be going on for just a, several just years. Just a tad more for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, All I right. think that brings us to uh, there's always one thing we do. We uh, talk about how do we end this episode. And Jimmy, if you don't know, uh, our outro music is always some type of music from the film or relating to the film played in reverse. And I think I do have to say there's some great intro credits music that gets played in Body Swap that we will play in reverse and uh, lead us out. So once again, Jimmy, thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. And uh, I hope sincerely that uh, in the immortal words of Zach, who's not here, he said, don't embarrass us too much. I hope we embarrassed ourselves the exact right amount. Once again, thank you, Jimmy. And uh, hopefully maybe uh, we'll see you in the future for whenever your next project comes out. We'll be happy to watch it. Thank you so much. Bye. What is this movie Body Swap? Haven't we seen bodies being swapped before? Come on, and who's this Jimmy Custis guy? Rob? Is this a candid camera movie? Is he just playing himself? I mean, he... Rob. What are we doing talking about this movie? Rob. He's on this podcast, isn't he? Oh, God, that's so stupid. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you know it's stupid. Oh, 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 God. Okay. Okay, so, uh, Ben, whenever you are set, uh, feel free to kick us off.